Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. So what's good, everybody? Welcome in to the Early Edge and our weekly NFL props extravaganza. However, this week, it's a little bit different because we have made it. That's right. 18 weeks in the rear view mirror. It is now wild card weekends. Two big games on Saturday. Three on Sunday and then Monday night. Could we get any luckier than the Cowboys and the Tom Brady-led Bucks on a Friday or on a Monday night? <clears throat> the only way things can get any better is if I bring in the stars of the show. So let's go. Bring him in right now. You know him. You love him. And I got to start with the man with the brand new background this week. Uncle Dave, where are you at? I'm from the home base, Coach, and I'm glad that you noticed. Good to see you. See you. Good to see you. Alex, well, listen, <laughs> my little nephew, I had to eat a lot of ramen noodles this week. Had me some rice cakes, got the generic brand of cereal, you know, not the name brand cereal, because I lost a showdown bet last week. But I'm proud of you, nephew, for taking my money, showing everybody how it's done. Nobody's perfect. We're bringing the same energy to Super Wild Card Weekend. Let's go. I think I like Dave with the headset on and the helmets behind him. I like it. Uh, Alex, the big question is, did he pay on time? Not only did he pay on time, he paid before the game concluded, Coach. Oh, It was wow. midway through the fourth quarter when my Venmo alerted me. So uh, tip of the cap to you, Uncle Dave. There's nothing I like better than seeing, hearing that little ding on your phone and you look down and it's Sia's name. I mean, it's somebody's name on. It is my name every time. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, let me get back to introductions. He is live from parts unknown. He is, with all due respect to Sia and Uncle Dave, the greatest prop better in America today. And he's on our team. Prop stars. Good afternoon. Coach, good afternoon, Uncle Dave, Cousin C. I'm so excited, fired up for Wildcard Weekend. Can't believe this is our second season doing this show. It's just been an absolute blast and a blur as well. I'm so excited to break these games down, Coach. Yeah, but there's something else that I need to point out. Dave, you're probably not even aware of this, but this is the first season for a little show we like to call The Prop Shop. You've heard of it, Thursdays, mm-hmm. Twitter Spaces, yes. 3 o'clock, me and Alex. So this week... We had the biggest rating, viewership, whatever, you in the history of the show. Nice. And there was one thing different. Do you know what that hmm. was, Dave? Hmm. Was Alex not on it? 
<laughs> that would have been a second guess. However, he invited the counselor of cash, Mr. C and a John, to show this week, and all of a sudden ratings through the roof. Uh, Sia, would you like to take credit for that? <laughs> Proof positive that I am a ratings monster. Case is closed. <laughs> prosecution rests. Put me on every show. <laughs> well, you were you were on Big Pig Energy Friday this morning, and that was a rock and roll show. <laughs> the awesome. here or there parlay. By the way, Buckus just hit his play for the morning show. What a shock. Both teams to score, Juventus and Napoli. But we're not here for the football across the pond. We're here for the football here in the United States. So, gentlemen. Let's jump right into it. If there is a prop, we'll try to get to as many as we can. Throw it into the chat. I need the juice, too, so that my guys can uh, accurately assess it. But it's a very accurate week. There's only six games, so you got to be very, very careful and sharp, which is exactly what my three guys are. So, gentlemen, let's jump right into it. Game number one, and according to the chat, because Big Cheesy lives up there, expected to have a lot of rain tomorrow, which could affect this game in some different ways. The 49ers are laying nine. The total is 42. And Uncle Day, we're starting with you because you have a play in this game. What do you like or should I say don't like? Coach, I don't like Kenneth Walker to have a big role for the Seattle Seahawks on the ground. So I'm taking under 16 and a half rush attempts at minus 127. He's had over 20 rush attempts in each of his past three games. Those games were not against the 49ers. In fact, no Seattle running back has had more than 12 rushes against the 49ers in two games this year. And the last Seattle running back to get 17 or more attempts against the Niners, would you believe it was DJ Dallas? Would you believe it happened in November of 2020? So there's literally been four games that have been played where a Seahawks running back has not gone over this amount. Only three running backs all year against the 49ers have gone over this amount. You know the deal here. This defense for San Francisco is so good. It's going to be hard for Kenneth Walker to contribute on the ground as much as this line suggests that he will. Look for him to catch a couple of passes. Look for Seattle to ultimately end up throwing the football against the 49ers. Under 16 and a half rush attempts for Kenneth Walker. You are not the only one that likes us. Sia, we talked yesterday. You also love this exact same bet. Why? Yeah, I just don't think Kenneth Walker is going to be particularly effective against. I, I, in fact, I think the rain actually helps him a little bit. I think it just muddies the game up, no pun intended. But I just don't think he's going to be very effective. I, I like Dave's play. I like the, the rushing yards under. It's not something I was willing to make an official play, but I'm on board with Dave here. Right, very good. Alex, let me come to you. Chat question, Gino. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday on the prop shop. His rushing number is 15 and a half. Do you like the fact that this game may need his legs a little bit? I do. I think this is a good spot for him. I also think a lot of times you'll find quarterbacks uh, sort of save their legs for the postseason. Obviously, you're absorbing a lot more contact, uh, leaving the pocket, exposing yourself to uh, potentially big hits, jarring hits. So I think this is a spot where we could see a couple extra rushing attempts for Geno, especially if uh, Kenneth Walker is struggling against this very stout 49ers front. So I think this is a really good spot to back Geno's rushing prop. I think that might be the only one that hits. Dave, do you have something? I did. I just I've got the latest weather forecast for the game at 1 p.m. Pacific time. There is light rain in the forecast in Santa Clara, California. 65% of it winds out of the west southwest at 11 miles an hour. It doesn't feel like the type of conditions that would make for a sloppy type of game. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. By the way, I'll be quite honest with you. I don't know who Gloud or Glod plays for. So, Dave, Edwin is asking about Gloud or Glod over one and a half field goals. What game Cla- is that in? Glod. Gould. Robbie Gould. Oh. Gould. Oh. Now you're more. talking my language. Oh, that that Gloud. That glued. The glowed. Um, I, you know, the 49ers are pretty aggressive on offense. It would take a, a blowout situation for him to really get a chance to go over this. I, there is a kicker prop I like. Sit tight. You'll hear it, but it's not in this game. I even wrote Gloud down on my notes. I literally wrote Gloud over one and a half. All right. That's a game that, let's be honest with you, a lot of people think the 49ers are going to blow out the Seahawks. And when there's a blowout we've seen, I th- I think they do, Dave. I think Okay. All right. I'm, I'm not betting the Niners. Don't get me wrong. Sure. <laughs> Look at <Okay>. Alex. <laughs> Alex had wasted no time. No time. <laughs> Nobody loves showdown. I don't think you and Uncle Dave have ever had a showdown, Coach. It would be a better opportunity than right now in Wild Card Weekend. Oh, my God. You guys are going to be living in my bank account. <laughs> Well, we're already in your head, Dave. So why wouldn't we be in your bank account, too? All right, that's game number one. Game number two, and this is some breaking news, guys, that came out earlier today. And I had a little inside information. I tweeted this out and talked about it on the show yesterday. You guys know I have friends that are in the NFL. You know I broke the Patrick Mahomes story a couple weeks or a couple years ago before CBS had it about him concussion being knocked out of the game. I knew Mike Williams was out yesterday. And for some reason, Brandon Staley today – in his press conference, go back and listen to it. He said, hey, every player is important. There's not one player more important than the other. Really? Really? So on Saturday, when you don't have big number 81 out on the side, you're going to say, oh, whoever's there is the same? Stop it. Just stop it. It was a dumb decision. Just own it. So when I look at my notes and I look at the passing for the Chargers, where is it going to come from, and who is it going to be delivered to now that big number 81 is out? Dave, I believe I would love to start with you. Let's start with the guy who's going to replace Mike Williams, and that's Joshua Palmer. And as of this moment, the over on his receptions is in our favor, over four and a half catches at plus 123. He's played four games without Mike Williams already this year. His catch totals in those games, eight, three, five, seven. So three out of four, he's been awesome. He's also played 90% or more of the snaps in each of those games. Expect him to be a full-time player. And he's going to line up on the outside. That's where Mike Williams typically lines up in this Chargers offense. And Jacksonville in their past five games, they've allowed a catch rate of 63% to wide receivers who line up wide, 12.5 yards per catch. Those are a touch below league average. I'm not saying that that's a dangerous thing. I'm saying that's kind of normal, and it's not going to deter, deter the Chargers from targeting him, using him in the offense. And he's been great not only as a short area target. He played in the slot for a little bit when Keenan Allen was out, but he can also rock it downfield. So I think the targets will absolutely be there for Josh Palmer. I think it's insane that the odds are in our favor. I've already hammered this one. Josh Palmer over four and a half catches. I hammered it as soon as you gave it to me. There's no way I wasn't playing this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to stop the show for a second because we have a very special guest in the chat live. You talk about these three great at props. M squared is here and he is looking for a showdown, Alex, in this Chargers game. He loves the Chargers, even without Mike Williams in the lineup. Let me think about that for a second. I know. Just let me think about that for a second. Cause I really like the Jags this week. All right. Now, Proppy, I'm coming to you. 
and you're fading who has been one of your most profitable players this entire season. And I know there's a good reason, and you're going to tell me right now. Yeah, coach, we're fading Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. This is just a big number for Eckler. Listen, Eckler, one of the best players in the NFL, led the NFL in touchdowns this year, just has an incredible nose for the end zone, can do it all. One area he really struggles is he's not effective running between the tackles. He really never has been. Uh, he's a much better wide receiver. He's much better when you get him the ball in space. He's only eclipsed 70 rushing yards in three games this season. Season. The Chargers just don't run the ball well as a team. They're also a high-volume passing attack. On top of that, we're facing a Jaguars defense that's sixth in EPA allowed per rush, 11th in rushing DVOA. This is a very stout run defense and a very poor pass defense. As a result, they're a pass funnel. Also, we're seeing Joshua Kelly, the Chargers, another running back who's a more traditional uh, running back. He's sort of emerging, taking some of that early down work away from Eckler. These two teams met, I believe, in week three. Eckler had four rushing attempts for five yards in that game. This should have opened, in my opinion, at 43 to 45 and a half yards. I just think 51 was a touch too high, fading Austin Eckler under 51 and a half rushing yards. Let me just preface by stating that I like his receiving prop a lot in this game. I just don't think he's going to find much room or that many carries on the ground. Yeah, and Mikey agrees with you. He said, phase the rushing, play the receiving for Austin Eckler, uh, whatever that might be. Of course, we're going to talk about it tomorrow. We will have a primetime show tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. They're making me work on a Saturday of all things. Can you believe it? Stars like me don't work on Saturdays. <laughs> Except for this week, I will. Now, counselor, let me come to you. By the way, did you guys know that people have started calling him counselor instead of Sia? It warms my heart. It warms my heart. Coach, so, I'm I'm trying to commit a crime so that Sia can uh, represent <laughs> me in court. So if anyone has any suggestions, pass them along, and I'm going to have Sia on retainer, guys. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, Sia, as I look at my notes, there and, and we talked about it last week a little bit on one of the shows that you and I were on about how Keenan Allen – has a has a way of getting those one yard catches right that you know just and then gets tackled. So this week I think you're leaning into that. I would love to know why. And then also I love your other play. Talk to me. Yeah, we also see people guarding Keenan Allen just like with off coverage and giving him five, six, seven yards, and it just allows Justin Herbert to just you know, basically go to his first read right away and get seven, eight yard gains. So I really like Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. If you look at his reception total over the last, let's say five games, 12, eight, 11, five and eight. I just said those numbers and they sounded like targets, right? No, they're receptions, 12 receptions, eight receptions, 11, five and eight. He is going to be the primary target. I believe it's going to be Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler being the primary targets. I absolutely agree on Josh Palmer. He's going to get some too, but certainly behind those other two, in my opinion, I just really like this prop. It's minus 133 as of yesterday when I put it on Sportsline as a site play. Now the juice is a little prohibitive depending on where you're going. But again, if you can get it at reasonable juice, I like Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. Side note, the Jaguars, listen, you do attack them through the pass, just like Prop Stars just said, not through the run. And against slot receivers, they're particularly bad. So I think Keenan Allen is in line for a ton of work, just like he's gotten the last five weeks. The other prop I like in this game is Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards. If you recall, I had him, I had Trevor Lawrence last week over 14 and a half rushing yards against the Titans. That did not hit. 
And I think this is a better matchup. This is a much better situation. We only have it at 13 and a half, so that's good news. But the, the real thing here is that the Chargers like to play a lot of man coverage and they blitz a lot. Those are the exact times where you want to get a rushing quarterback or a quarterback that at least can rush and scramble in a rushing yards prop. And that's what we have here. Again, against man coverage, what you're looking for is the, the defensive backs not looking at the quarterback, right? Because it's man coverage, their back is turned. It allows Trevor Lawrence to run around and get some chunk yards. In, in the last two games, he hasn't gotten it. I mentioned last game. The game before that, it was because they played Houston. They only played like a quarter and a half. But the eight games before that, he hit this prop total six out of eight times. I expect him to hit it again. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. All right, very good. We've got some chat questions we got to get to, and I've got something for everybody. Alex, I'm coming to you first. What do you think about Travis Etienne's over 17.5 for his longest rush of the game? I have a pretty contrarian outlook on Travis Etienne in this matchup. I think almost everybody likes his over. I understand why. I know we backed Etienne a lot this week, or excuse me, this season. Uh, love the player. What I'm concerned with in this game is Doug Peterson abandons the run about as fast as any coach in the NFL. If the Chargers get out to a lead, I just do not have confidence that Etienne is going to get uh, the necessary carries to eclipse uh, both this total and his overall rushing yards. So I'm just concerned uh, with basically volume for ETN in this matchup. If the Jags find themselves up big in the game, I see him being a big reason why. Uh, I'm just scared that he's not going to touch 15 carries. So for that reason, I'm staying away. I actually think there's some value on ETN's unders this week. Very good. Dave, let me come to you. Chat question. How do we feel about the overs on just uh, the over, excuse me, on Justin Herbert's passing number? Currently 279 and a half juiced at minus 115. Plays right into what uh, Proppy was saying with Austin Eckler's rushing under. And I think that he was dead on on that one. Jacksonville's run defense has really gotten strong. Look at how they contained Derrick Henry over 30 carries last week. I think that that's where Herbert's going to have to make do is by putting the ball in the air. I, I, the number should be a little lower than what you're saying, but I still would prefer. I'd lean over, but I'm not going to make it an official play. 
Okay. Uh, see, you, let me come to you. On the other side, Trevor Lawrence, he, he seemed very nervous last week. You don't overthrow a wide-open receiver in the end zone by four yards unless you're mm. a little bit nervous. His passing number is 245.5, also minus 115 currently. I like the over there. Um, I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a nice day. I think his completions prop, his yardage. By the way, he might have overthrown that guy because he's not the quarterback that we think he is. We, yeah. I, it's one of those like you know crown situations. Like I don't think we need to crown him quite yet. He's a, he's a very good quarterback, but I, I don't know that he's this excellent quarterback that we projected him to be while he was at Clemson and beyond. So I like the overs really. I, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a nice day. I think Jacksonville is going to be able to move the ball through the run and through the passing game. So I would lean to the over. Uh, both with his completions and with his yardage. Okay. Alex, let me come back to you. Interesting uh, parlay at points bet for Michael. Eckler under 50, 50 and a half rush yards and over 25 receiving yards plus 185. Love that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to attack Eckler. I think he's going to be heavily involved in the short area passing game. We've been talking about the strength of this uh, Jacksonville defense is certainly up front. They're very, very stout. So, yeah, I love that. Okay, very, very good. All right, those are the two games on Saturday. Let's keep it rolling into Sunday. Three big games, and I love how the NFL has done this now. At 1, 4.30, and then 8.15. So we can kind of spread out your bankroll a little bit. You can spread out what you're going to bet. Just wait for game after game after game. All right, now this is other breaking news, gentlemen, that came out earlier today. And it's hard to believe, and you wonder how Tyreek Hill is feeling right now on the same day that his old quarterback – is basically a unanimous decision for first-team All-Pro. 49 out of 50 votes, which means Patrick Mahomes will be the NFL MVP also. Now, Skylar Thompson. Yes, the fighting Skylar Thompsons. He will get the start again this week for the Dolphins. And why should they be scared? He led them to nine points last week. Oh, man. Nine points last week against the Jets. And now he has to go to Buffalo. And let me set the stage for you guys. Can you imagine if this scene happens? We know that DeMar Hamlin has been released from the hospital, do we not? Can you imagine if the camera goes to the tunnel and they have something there just blocking it and then it opens up wide and who is either standing there Sitting, I'm getting goosebumps just yeah. saying it right now. Can you meet, imagine if they do that? Can you imagine what that scene is going to be like if Hamlin leads them out onto the field? What's his three, four day? What are you talking That's about? That's his number. Damar Hamlin oh, wears number yeah, yeah, three. Yeah. Oh, God. I, oh, God. I would love it if they do that. With that being said, the number has now swelled to minus 13 and a half. And I rarely ever say this on the early edge. I would jump on it now at 13 and a half because this thing is going to keep going up over the weekend. But here on this show, we don't care about that. We care about the props. So prop stars, let me come to you first because we know when you get to the playoffs that quarterbacks love going to receivers they really trust and they can count on. And for Josh Allen, who does he trust more than anybody to pick up a good first down and be open in the middle of the field? Coach, we're talking about Dawson Knox. That's why I have him over 31 and a half receiving yards. This is a really good spot for Dawson Knox against the Dolphins pass defense. That is a significant pass funnel. They also give up a ton of yards to opposing tight ends. They're fourth in DVOA. 
to the position, fourth worst in DVOA to the position. Uh, also, last time these teams met just three weeks ago, Knox led the team with eight targets, six receptions, 98 yards in that football game. Even more than uh, this is a bet on Dawson Knox, it's a bet on a player with 100% route participation in a Josh Allen-led offense. And when you find that number at 30 or 31 and a half yards, it's just an automatic play for me. His name could be literally any name. If you're getting that much, uh, if you're if you're running that many routes with Josh Allen, you just have a great shot to go over 30 yards. On top of that, Dawson Knox is still a dynamic player. So uh, love Dawson Knox over 31 and a half receiving yards in this game against the Dolphins. He's torched them before. Uh, this is going to be, he picked this up in two catches. Right now, there are a lot of different books have a lot of different uh, props out. And this particular game, I think, has the least amount of props because I don't even know how you play a prop on the Dolphins side of this. Probably you sure it could be any name. Just anybody could could do that. Almost anyone, Coach. (laughs) Almost anybody. All right, Dave, I'm coming over to you. And I absolutely love this play. And it plays into a chat uh, comment. They said, at what point are the Bills going to sit their starters on Saturday? A very real possibility, but also a conservative game script because they may not need to do a lot, which would lead then to what? It would lead to Josh Allen not having to throw as many passes as we'd like to see. So I'm taking the under on 33 and a half pass attempts, and it's at minus 104. Pretty good odds considering the circumstances. There have been five games this year where Tua has either gotten hurt or have not played for the Dolphins. The opposing quarterback, and every single one of those games, threw 33 or fewer times. Why? Because they haven't had to throw that much. The Dolphins quarterbacks behind Tua Tungavailoa, who do they have? They've got Teddy Bridgewater. He's hurt. He's not starting. They've got Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson has played 199 snaps this year. Do you know how many of those snaps have been inside the 10-yard line when quarterbacks can throw nice short touchdowns? It's the same numbers on DeMar Hamlin's jersey, guys. Three. That's it. Three out of 199 snaps. I don't see how the Dolphins are going to score a lot of points. I know the Bills are going to score a lot of points, but I don't think they're going to need Josh Allen to just chuck it all over the place in order to do it. So that's another reason why I'm taking the under. And this stat might surprise you the most. He's been under this in eight games this year. And in six of those eight games, the Bills have won by 10 points. In the other games, where he's been over this, obviously eight games, seven of them, the Bills have either lost or they've won by four points or less. Competitive games. Nobody thinks this is going to be a competitive game. Instead of laying 13 and a half points on Buffalo, take the under on this bet. There's less juice on it, and it's just as good. There is no doubt about it. And Miami is going to help you with this bet because there is no chance they want this game to be a shootout. They will game script to try to keep the ball if they can as much as possible. See, I'm coming to you because based off of everything that these two men just said, Stevon Diggs, his number is 79 and a half longest reception, 24 and a half, either one of those that you would even touch. I would consider of those two, believe it or not, I think I like the longest reception one a little bit better than the total. And that's just because I don't know how much volume he's going to get. First of all, we've seen games where Stephon Diggs has sort of been taken out of the game. I mean, it's not it's not often, but but it has happened, especially recently. So 
again, because of the game script, because of or the projected game script, I'm just not sure. I, I agree with Dave. I'm just not sure I'd take anything Josh Allen related. And, and that, and if I did, it would be the under. And, and that pertains to the receivers as well. And it also pertains to, we talked about this on the prop shop yesterday, Josh Allen's rushing under. I mean, I, I think that might be in play as well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Josh Allen is not running this game. He's going to do the bare minimum minimum Alex let me come to you they're asking in the chat Mike says please ask Alex this question Dawson Knox his reception prop is over three and a half I did not get the juice on that but do you just like that as a bet uh, in general uh it's plus money so I do like that aspect of it I am more comfortable with the yards he's a very deep a dot um so I feel more comfortable with the yards especially when we're looking at it in that 30 to 33 range uh but yeah I do I don't mind uh three and a half receptions either okay Dave a lot of people in the market have been hammering the Dak Prescott interception prop because of eight straight games yeah. but Josh Allen has thrown a lot of interceptions too late in the season would you like him to do that this week no, just because I, I think that it's it's legitimate that he might only throw 28 to 30 passes in the game. Uh, he can get a little wayward with the passes, but I wouldn't want to take this bet unless the odds were so much in our favor, and I don't think that that's the case. All right, very, very good. Anybody else on this game before we move on? I don't think there's going to be a lot of action on this game. I really, really don't. Not now. Not now. I really don't. A lot of it on the Bills side. A lot of unders, too. It's okay to take unders, guys, in football. These guys taught me that because I hate unders. All right, the next game on Sunday, and I think this is going to be a really fun game. It's a rematch of a really close game earlier this season. The Giants, who rested everybody last week, they did what Staley did not do. They rested Daniel Jones. They rested Saquon Barkley. They rested everybody to be healthy for Minnesota this week. The Vikings are laying three. The total at 48. This starts at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. All three of my guys have a play in this game. So, Proppy, I'm going to let you start. What do you like here? Yeah, Coach, I like TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions in this game. Uh, since he was acquired at the trade deadline from Detroit by Minnesota, he has quickly established himself as the number two option behind Justin Jefferson in what's been a pretty high-volume passing attack with this new Kevin O'Connell looked uh, Vikings offense. So, uh, TJ O'Connell, or excuse me, um, uh, TJ Hawkinson is averaging six receptions per game since joining the team. He's eclipsed this, I believe, in seven of ten games. Also, these teams met, you referenced the game coach, three weeks ago. He had 16 targets, which he turned into 13 receptions, went over 100 yards in that game. Uh, the Giants have given up the second most yards to opposing tight ends as well. So this is an excellent matchup. Uh, Hawkinson is heavily involved, especially benefits from all that attention that Justin Jefferson is going to command especially with just uh, K.J. Osborne also making plays on the outside. I think T.J. Hawkins is just, just going to run wild over the middle of the field in this matchup. Boy, he's had some really good, tough catches, too, uh, this year. And, and it's going to cause Kirk Cousins, who we know gets very skittish in a big game like this, going to the guy he likes a lot. Now, on the other side, Sia, there is a young man who a lot of people probably either, A, don't know, don't show, or it doesn't – sorry, I had to go back to Friday for a second. Uh, <laughs> I mean, boys in the hood. Um, but you're about to educate us right now on this young cat. Who am I talking about? Yeah, it's one of uh, the many guys with two first names. His name is Richie James. And, and let's stick with this four-and-a-half reception theme. I like Richie James over four-and-a-half receptions at minus 115. Let's start with – 
just on the most basic level, the way you beat the Vikings is through the pass. I think everybody watching this show or listening to this show kind of understands that. And, and so let's extrapolate from there. He Over the last third of the season, he has had the bigger target share over guys like Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. And part of the reason for that is because he's rowing, he's he's running those low area targets, or I should say those those low A dot targets. So it's the more comfortable, the easier routes for Daniel Jones to hit. And let's not forget, Daniel Jones, just this was a few weeks ago in week 16 against these very Vikings. He threw for over 300 yards and he threw for 30 completions. Now, granted, that game kind of just went ballistic in the fourth quarter. But I expect a lot of completions from Daniel Jones, a good game. And I expect his leading receiver to be Richie James, who, by the way, over the last four games, seven, eight, four and seven catches. So he is that guy for Daniel Jones. And I expect him to get over four and a half receptions. Side note, I kind of like the 49 and a half yards for Richie James as well. But I like the four and a half receptions better because of that low A dot. All right. Very, very good. There's a lot of interest in this game in the chat. I'll get to several of you. Remember, when you ask about a prop, please put the juice. I can't ask the question if I don't have the juice. It's just a waste of our time. So please put the juice in with the question. We'll get to as many as we can. All right, Dave, we are nothing if we're not men of our word. If you tease something, damn it, I want you to pay it off. And I believe right now is that time. What do you like? It's the time to pay it off with a kicker prop. That's how we roll around here. But you know what? We're successful with it. Does it right. really matter? This is going back to what we talked about earlier. We don't care what Dawson Knox's name is. We're just going to take him because he's the tight end on Buffalo who's getting open downfield. We're going to do it again with the kicker of the Giants. What's his name? Who cares? Okay. <laughs> You're going to need to figure out what his name is in order to take the bet so you can find the bet. It's Graham Gano over one and a half field goals. It is a little pricey for this type of a bet at minus 121. But I love it anyway. We bet this in week 16. He went over. He's going to do it again. Last week was the first time in eight weeks that a kicker did not make two or more field goals against Minnesota. You know who it was? It was Cairo Santos of the Chicago Bears who were playing to lose so that they would get the number one overall pick. It was also just the third time this season that a kicker did not attempt two or more field goals against the Vikings. It's that bend, don't break defense. The Giants know about it. They're going to be able to mow downfield, and they're cool with settling for field goals. They've been doing it all season long, and Graham's been cool about kicking them. He's hit 90.6% of his field goal attempts this season. That's very high. It's very good. This is my favorite prop of the week. Graham Gano over one and a half field goals at minus 121. Woo! <laughs> Uh, by the way, if you haven't seen the new Ric Flair uh, documentary on Peacock, no, we're not supposed to talk about other apps, but hey, everybody does it. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, impersonation there, too. Do you know, Dave, that I once lost to Ric Flair in Afghanistan? Do you know that? Yes. Yeah. And I took the figure, too, because it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. It wasn't even the figure four. It was the figure two. Figure two. All right. We've got a lot to talk about in this game. Let's start. See, let's go to you first. Barkley, do you think he has a good game? Right now, some books don't even have some of these props out yet. But do you think this is a good week for him? He said out last week, fresh legs. Not really. I mean, I think Barkley can get there with volume, uh, both through the passing game and the running game. But again, you don't really attack the Minnesota Vikings with the running game. And we've seen Barkley be really inefficient. He'll he'll spring a long run every, every so often, but I don't want to count on that long run, which is why I'm probably going to be on Barkley unders. And prop stars, it would not be a show if me and you did not connect over the man who has the same name as my son. Talk to me about JJ. His name, or excuse me, his number is high for a playoff game, 94 and a half. Your mm. thoughts? 
It is a high number, absolutely, certainly more than capable of getting it. When these two teams last hooked up, went for 124 yards. Uh, I think he's motivated, especially with the end of the regular season that we saw getting stifled by Jair Alexander and not really doing much in that regular season finale against Chicago. I think Kirk Cousins is going to lean on Jefferson heavily in this game. The Giants are 28th in EPA allowed per drop back, so it's a very good matchup. I like Jefferson to be heavily involved, definitely leaning over on it. A lot of times we have cashed this year, Dave, on Daniel Jones and his legs. If anybody mm-hmm. can tell me the number, I don't have it in my book currently, um, but do you like him this week to get loose? And if anybody, there's a number out there, I'd love to take it. I'm looking. It, it's high. It's 40 and a half. I looked at it oh, before uh, before the show, and I was hoping it was in like the low 30s or mid 30s, right. and that's why I didn't bring it to the show. Okay, okay. so Daniel Jones, I've, I actually have this. He has 20 or more rush yards in 14 of 16 games. That's easy. He's going to get 20 yards, no problem. Mm-hmm. He has 30 yards in 9 of 16 games. That's not as good. 50 yards, and I think the same number is for 40, in six of 16 games. Hmm. So this seems a little too rich for my blood. I feel the same way about this prop as I do the Justin Jefferson prop. I get it, and I understand why people are betting it, but I would not do it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You got, People need to understand in the, in the playoffs, it's just a different game. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't adjust to it. It's a different game in the playoffs. See, uh, I know a few weeks ago you were on Slayton. You were on Slayton. You like Richie James in this game, but any thoughts on Slayton? Not really. I mean, I, I don't mind his yardage prop because it's not like he gets that that fewer targets than Isaiah Hodgins and Richie James. The, the distribution over the last four or five games has been they're, – they're all in between like the 18 and 22% range. But I wouldn't go with his receptions. I, I might consider his longest catch, which I think is certainly viable, or his receiving yards. Because, again, this is the Minnesota Vikings defense, and they allow a lot of passing, and they allow a, they allow a lot of deep passing. The problem with Slayton is how many targets is, is he going to get. Still, his longest catch I kind of like. Okay. Alex, yes, go. Yeah, the Vikings have given up more yards to opposing wide receivers than any team in the NFL this year. Certainly offensively, they're going to push the Giants as well. So this is a really good game for all the Giants pass catchers uh, to potentially go over their totals. Dave, go. 
Uh, Hodgins is probably my favorite one just because he's more of what they were kind of hoping to get out of Kenny Galladay, possession-type receiver, big body, something that's very different from Richie James and Darius Slayton. His his yardage prop is 44.5. The odds on that are pretty good. I don't mind that over. I'll sprinkle a little bit on that one. But the one that I really like is his touchdown prop. Anytime touchdown, plus 195 as we sit here, 2-1 to one on a guy who does come through in the red zone for the Giants. Don't mind that one one bit. Yeah, well, I like that too. If there's anybody that, that likes chalky touchdown props, it is prop stars. So that's probably something that he's going to play right there. By the way, before we move on from this game, Big Cheesy, he's on Dalvin Cook over 15 and a half. And Alex, this is obviously for you because he says, Proppy taught us not to go with running back receiver yards, but because it's the playoffs, that check down will be available. Love Cook reception yards in this game. Educate us. Uh, I don't mind Cook's rece- reception yards in this game. I do think he gets he gets utilized and peppered with targets. Uh, so I don't mind that. I-, I have a little bit of concerns with his durability coming off the injury into this week. We also saw Alexander Madison uh, was really effective uh, when he took over for Cook, who's just struggled all year. So uh, to me, it's a pretty volatile prop. But at the same time, I do think Dalvin Cook is going to see three to five targets. So don't mind it. Did you see what M squared called you in the chat? <laughs> Chalk stars. <laughs> Chalk stars. What is this from? Our gem well, picks? You always, you always pick chalk to go into the gym. The gym on the anytime touchdown. You love plus 1,000. Barely. Barely. With receipts, I always might add. With receipts. But that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. All right. Moving on. And this game also, when you talk about 14 teams in the playoffs and two of them don't have their starting quarterback, what is going on? But that's what we find as the Ravens and the Bengals play for the second week in a row back in Cincinnati. This game is all the way up to eight and a half. I can't believe it's not higher, to be quite honest with you. Total 40 and a half. We know that Lamar Jackson will not be playing. He put out his own post yesterday. Apparently, he wanted to break through all of the red tape. Didn't like all the news that was coming out of their camp. It's going to be a very, very interesting offseason for that man if he gets franchise tagged. But for this week, Dave, what do you like? Because you and C are on the same player, different props. Talk to me. Let's correlate, Sia. I know that you're down with that, and I'm down with Joe Mixon going over three and a half receptions at minus 121. It's pretty simple. He's had at least five catches in each of his past three games, and last week we saw Baltimore ultimately not blitz Burrow a lot. They started the game blitzing him, and then they stopped doing that, and when they're not blitzing, they're rushing four. They're putting all their other defensive players back. They don't want to give up the bigger play, and Joe Burrow's cool with that. He checks down, and sometimes that's a short pass to one of his wide receivers, Tyler Boyd being one of them. I kind of like his props too, but sometimes it's also Joe Mixon, and he got a bunch of short throws last week. I'm banking on that happening again. The Ravens, by nature, a very blitz-heavy team. They like to get after the quarterback. That's the way to get beat by Joe Burrow. The way to compete against Burrow is to not blitz him. Use your front four to get to him and force Burrow to throw those little dink-and-dunk passes of which Joe Mixon does come through and did come through on that just this past week i like it a lot joe mixing over his three and a half catches but see ya as i come to you you also believe that the Bengals are going to choose to attack through the air sort of what do you like 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they will attack through the air. And I think Joe Mixon has been really inefficient when, when it comes to rushing the ball. I like Dave's prop quite a bit, but I also like Joe Mixon under 14 and a half rushing attempts. I struggled with this one because I wanted to choose between rush attempts or just the yardage. The yardage is 55 and a half for Joe Mixon. I, I think you could go either way here, but over the last five games, Joe Mixon's rushing attempts have been 11, 16, 11, 14, and seven. Part of that is because of the inefficiency. We know Joe Burrow and company, they really can get it done through Jamar Chase, the aforementioned Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Hayden Hurst, you name it, Joe Mixon as well. But they're not going to get a lot done in the running game. Last week, Joe Mixon, 11 rushes for 27 yards. Again, that lends itself to taking the yardage under. But there is a scenario perhaps where he could spring one run, and that's why I'm going to go with the rushing attempts under 14 and a half. By the way, I don't know if you've noticed your three-ball play from the morning show, but Rory Sabatini, three double bogeys, plus five for the day. Corey Connors, minus three. You got an eight-shot lead. Tip of the cap, sir. Tip of the well, cap. Well, well I haven't you. looked at Jerry Kelly, but I'm assuming Jerry Kelly's not doing that. I'm just I assuming. assume that as well. Yeah, I assume that as well. Well done, sir. Well done. Now, yes, Alex, let me come to you because in this game, on the Bengals' side, it may be kind of – like what the Bills are facing this week, where the Bengals want to get in and then get out with everybody healthy. So do we lean into any props, or is this a stay away this week? Uh, I'm personally staying away, at least from Jamar Chase uh, and T. Higgins in this game. When we're looking at totals, at least with Chase, uh, close to you know, 80, 90 yards. Typically, that requires getting pushed by the opponent. It also usually requires four quarters. I just don't have a lot of confidence uh, in Cincinnati throwing the ball a lot in the second half. If they're playing with a big lead. Uh, I do like what Dave mentioned, Tyler Boyd. Uh, I think he's going to be involved. I think getting him in that 30 to 30 five range is some really good value he could be open a lot underneath because of the amount of tension both receivers on the perimeter command okay see you've been on a lot of passing props with the Bengals lately t higgins is at minus 150 over four and a half that question from caddy daddy I mean, I, would, I wouldn't pay the minus 150. I, I, I think that's an okay prop. What I worry about in this game is if the Ravens can establish, I mean, they're going to uh, try to establish some semblance of a run. And if they can do that and, and just milk the clock, I mean, that's certainly going to be their game plan. Then you might see a few less possessions coming from the Cincinnati Bengals. And let's be honest, over the last few games, T. Higgins has really been kind of the third guy behind guys like Jamar Chase and, of course, Tyler Boyd. Now, of course, T. Higgins can have a bounce back, but I don't know that in this matchup, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So at minus, listen, if it was minus 110, I'd still be a little weary about it. But at minus 150, it's a no thank you to me. Yeah, M squared has taught us over the years, juice matters when you do this every single day. 40 cents, it matters. Dave, let me come to you. Because I think that your mindset of Josh Allen could work here. Burrow, his number is 267 minus 115. I'd lean under just because of how this Ravens defense is and what I'm expecting them to do. Um, yeah, under, I think, is where I would live with that. I don't think Burrow's going off for a huge game. I think he's been under 250 yards each of his two games against Baltimore already this year. Shouldn't take a whole lot to beat this Ravens team. Ravens offense is a lot like the Dolphins offense. They don't get a lot of points. The Bengals might win this game with only 21. You're absolutely right. Alex, J.K. Dobbins over 59 and a half for the Ravens. Somebody's got to run it. Somebody's got to pass it. Somebody's got to catch it. 
Uh, lean over on it. I've been encouraged by Dobbins. Looks to be as healthy as he has been throughout the season. Do have a slight concern in uh, his volume, but if there was ever a matchup to really lean heavily on him, it is this game. Uh, the, the Bengals are very stout up front. DJ Reader, when he's active and healthy, makes a big difference for uh, Cincinnati's run defense, but I would lean over on Dobbins. I also would look to look at uh, his longest rush attempt. Usually he picks up a lot of his yards in big chunks, so I think I feel more comfortable actually with his longest rush okay very good all right ladies and gentlemen we have arrived at game number six and it wasn't that long ago where we didn't have a monday night playoff game but we do now and this one i am chomping at the bit all three are going to weigh in on this one probably you're the only one with the best bet here though dallas traveling to tampa but the cowboys the away team they are the favorite here the total sitting at 45 and a half Tom Brady has dominated the Cowboys in his career, dominated the Cowboys in his career. So prop stars, let's start the discussion with your best bet. What do you like? Yeah, I gave out on the site coach, rookie Rashad White, under 37 and a half rushing yards. Uh, this number just opened four or five yards too high, in my opinion. Uh, he's sort of been phased out a little bit of the offense recently as well. Only his total 20 carries over the last three games. I also think going into the playoffs, uh, Leonard Fournette, the, the team is just going to be more comfortable leaning on him, trusting him. I just don't see a lot of work for Rashad White. Also, the Bucks run the football less than any other team in the NFL. Uh, the Cowboys defense, while it has cratered recently, they are still a stout run defense. They're sixth in rushing DVOA, ninth in EPA allowed per rush. So it's still a good run defense. And yeah, I just think this should have been uh, in the low 30s. And I just don't think Rashad White's going to see more than seven to eight carries in this game. Dave, a lot of people have been talking this week about Dak and What's wrong with him? If I have to watch one more talk show, what's wrong with Dak? I'm going to lose my mind. However, however, Troy says Dak over one and a half passing touchdowns, minus 110. Healthy Bucks D-line will make Dak pass more question mark. Your thoughts, Dave? He's right on that one, and this is a prop that I studied this week. He's actually had multiple passing touchdowns in three games before Week 18, and in eight of his past ten, Tampa's allowed multiple passing touchdowns in four of their past five. Their run defense is good. Their pass defense, not as good. They're going to be at full strength, but some of their starters at cornerback are going to be at less than 100%. I think this one's pretty live, and if you can get it at minus 110, that's good enough for me. I'd put a sprinkle on it. Okay, very good. See, let me come to you because we talk about, you know, props that are adjusted for the playoffs. Tom Brady's attempt prop has not been adjusted. 42 and a half at minus 110. Your thoughts? Yeah, so I studied Tom Brady a lot this weekend, or I should say this week, because what I really wanted to hit on was the completions prop. And I was hoping it would maybe go down from 28 and a half to 27 and a half. It's holding strong at 28 and a half. It's juiced a little bit to the under there, but I'm really interested in his completions. I don't mind the attempts at all. I think that's a fine bet, but I'm really interested in the completions because I know, especially with the Dallas pass rush, he is going to get the ball out very, very early Two guys like Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette and just some of those short area targets. So I'm really looking towards the completions more than anything. And honestly, maybe later this week, I'll release one of those videos that we tweet out on Sportsline. It might involve Tom Brady. It might involve Chris Godwin. We'll see. I love when you say that. And then you throw out, what if you came back with like two completely different players? That would be hilarious. But you said, all right, Alex, let me come to you because the last two weeks, really the full game, 
two games ago and then the first quarter last week, it was very, very evident that Tom Brady and Mike Evans are on the same page. Now, I don't see any numbers right now, but if you have them, great. But do you like the connection against this Dallas defense that at times this year has been absolutely horrible? Uh, yes and no. I do think that Dallas – Dallas secondary is better than what Mike Evans has faced over the last two weeks. And uh, for the majority of the season, I really just saw Mike Evans struggle to get separation. Uh, ESPN has a next generation stat that measures wide receivers uh, separation. I believe Mike Evans finished in the bottom five percentile this season. So he's certainly never been a guy that's got created a lot of separation. He uses his big body and he has a lot of control, but uh, yeah, I just don't think, between him maybe taking a partial step back and Tom Brady not being the quarterback that he was, coupled with the fact this is a still a very, very uh, good pass defense, uh, I don't want any part of Mike Evans' props personally. Okay. Yes, Dave, go. I've got the numbers on the Mike Evans props. His yardage is 64.5. The over is at minus 119. Uh, I don't like it. I wouldn't take it. I would lean the under on that. His receptions prop four and a half at minus 142 on the over. It's too juicy for me to yeah. take the over. I yeah. really think that Trayvon Diggs, I think he's a little overrated as far as cornerbacks go. He's not in the elite tier of cornerbacks, in my opinion, but still quarterbacks shy away from throwing at him. And that's the guy that I would expect to line up across from Mike Evans for the majority of the game. He does have the cutest son in the NFL, though. I can tell that, you that I agree with. <laughs> Heavy lean on that. That kid's that kid's fun. I love watching when they mic him up. That's yep. my dad, number mm -hmm. seven. <laughs> love it. See, let me come to you. Speaking of the Cowboys and the offensive side, we know the Cowboys can score, and but this is the playoffs. This is the Bucks. Their defense has been good at times, but. There are a couple of weapons for the Cowboys that have been really good this year. Do you like anybody? And again, we're going to have a full show on this on Monday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. So we'll be a lot more dialed in on these props. But just to kind of get the, uh, the appetite going, do you like anything on the Dallas offensive side? I do. I like the pass catchers. I mean, CD Lamb, 72 and a half. It, it feels a little high, but I think he could get there. Um, Dalton Schultz, 39 and a half. That feels a little high to me, too. I might look at the receptions as opposed to the yards there. Noah Brown has my interest at 19 and a half yards. Uh, that one and Russell Gage at 26 and a half. I know that's not that side of the ball, but uh, I think Noah Brown and guys like Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's on the field all the time. He, his prop is 37 and a half. Th those are ones that I'm going to be kind of leaning into when I do some work for that Monday night show. All right. So a reminder, we will have a primetime show Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in addition to our morning show. So we'll have you covered top to bottom. It's that time of the show. We'll recap all of our best bets, and we allow our cappers to do it in 15 seconds or less for each prop. Prop stars, start us off. Yeah, give me TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. He has been a target monster since being acquired at the trade deadline from Detroit. Shredded the Giants just a few weeks ago. Had 13 receptions for him. I expect him to uh, get a lot of work over the middle of the field. Then we've got Rashad White under 37 and a half rushing yards. He had started being phased out of Tampa Bay's offense recently. Dallas is still a pretty stout run defense as well. I think this opened five or six yards too high. Dawson Knox over 32 and a half receptions. 
receiving yards for a guy with 100% route participation in a Josh Allen-led offense. This is an auto bet for me. And then last but not least, Austin Eckler, under 51.5 rushing yards. He struggles running the ball between the tackles. Uh, had five, four carries for five yards the last time he faced Jacksonville earlier this season. I expect him to be much more heavily involved as a receiver. Love fading Austin Eckler here. All right. See you. Talk to me. Keenan Allen over six and a half receptions. He's going to be the primary target for Justin Herbert. And Herbert is going to have to throw a lot just to keep pace with Jacksonville, but also because that's how you beat Jacksonville through the pass and not through the run. Speaking of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence over 13 and a half rushing yards. He hits this more often than not. And the way the Chargers play defense and a lot of man coverage, I see him getting well over the 13 and a half rushing yards needed here. Joe Mixon under 14 and a half rush attempts. I just think the inefficiency gets the better of this number. And I think he ends up capping out at around 12 or 13. Richie James over four and a half receptions. Daniel Jones probably is going to have to throw it. He's going to want to throw it against this Minnesota defense. I expect Richie James to be the leading target getter for the New York Giants, and I expect him to get over four and a half receptions. And that is the 4.30 p.m. Eastern game on Sunday. Dave, bring us home. The two at the top are the ones I love. I'm going to save them for last. Kenneth Walker under 16 and a half rush attempts. Don't see him having a great game or a ton of work against the 49ers. Not a lot of running backs do. I don't expect the weather to be a major factor there. Joe Mixon over three and a half receptions. He just did this last week. The Ravens defense helps Joe Mixon out here, and I don't think Joe Mixon will do well running the football. Josh Palmer is going to replace Mike Williams in that offense, asking him to get five or more catches. Dude, he's done that in three or four games without Mike Williams already. He's going to do it again, and the odds are in our favor on that one. Josh Allen, awesome quarterback, an MVP candidate, won't have to throw that much. The Dolphins aren't going to push the scoreboard. You're going to see Josh Allen go under 33 and a half pass attempts, and Graham Gano, the star of the props this week, over one and a half field goals, the biggest G-man of them all. He will come through by ah, third quarter, third quarter. By the end of the third quarter, this one will be done. And that is the recap of all of our best bets on our props extravaganza. Now, if you watch this show every single week, you know we like to end it a little bit differently. I like to ask each one of my cappers, what's their favorite bet that somebody else made on the show? So, Alex, let's start with you. Which one do you like? Uh, it's really close between Dave's Josh Allen bet and Sia's Keenan Allen uh, Keenan Allen. I like both Allen bets. Uh, so I will give a slight lean to Josh Allen. Under 33 and a half attempts. I think that would have been mine too. See ya, which one do you like of Alex or Dave's? Uh, my favorite is all of our golf bets from our new Wednesday show because uh, we got some guys in contention in the outright market and in the head-to-heads. Those are looking good too. But I will go with Mixon. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon over three and a half receptions. I like that one quite a bit. And Dave, what do you like, sir? Sia stole my Keenan Allen one, uh, so I'm, I'm not going to give him <laughs> the satisfaction of saying that. I think I think my my degenerate nephew pulled out a winner with TJ Hawkinson over four and a half, even if it were juiced more than what he's saying, hint, it is. I would take it. I think he's just become such a big part of that Vikings passing game. And he is certainly happy now that his address no longer says Detroit City, right? Because they're not in the playoffs and he is now. What a good show. 19 straight weeks we have been here. We're going to be here one more week. And that's it. And then you have to watch all of the live shows right before the games, which you all do anyway, because you're the greatest universe fan base that there is in sports right here. And with that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know.
what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets to rate to the pay window for my entire crew. Love them all. Prop stars. Uncle Dave, the counselor of Cassie and the job. Of course, the snake doing all the work behind the scenes. I am the coach. Turn notifications every time we start a show. You will be notified. <clears throat> There's only one brand. You even need to worry about tell all your friends we want everybody. Simple. Early edge. Good luck. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean in a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire now streaming on Paramount Plus.